Fellow Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a man. And what matters to me uh, is the real deal. National Football League has had a chance to open up its season, had its first week. Um, and we, we had some, uh, some surprises. Uh, good to know that uh, it's still a competitive league. That's why you got to play the games because uh, there are quite a few people out there who had the Patriots 16-0 already uh, before they got a chance to, to play one game. And, of course, we know uh, they may win possibly 16 games, but they're not going 16-0, uh, not in the regular season. So uh, I'm happy that uh, it has started. Uh, real games, real football. And I have the pleasure today to have my good friend, Kelvin Fisher in the studio with me. Fish, what's going on, man? Oh, man, everything is good. Good. It's always good when I uh, got my own insider. I, I don't need uh, anybody else to give me my inside information, somebody who's going to keep it real and tell me like it really is, and uh, give you guys a chance out there who's listening to to hear from somebody who's who's been in those war rooms and know what it's all about. Uh, but it is just the first week, am I right, Fish? So we should not panic. This is just the first week. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I got a lot of... Uh, uh, my friends out there who are avid Cleveland Browns fans, and uh, I appreciate the effort that the boys put out as well. Uh, but um, the Steelers uh, now are ahead of the power rankings uh, after their defeat of the Cleveland Browns. Now, I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to throw any shade on my boys, uh, but uh, efficient in, in your mind, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the game, but I'm sure you, you, you heard about the results of it. Um, but it, just thinking about it, is, is it, was it, should that be a good thing for the Browns, even though they lost but played well, or should it be concern for the Steelers, the fact that they, you know, struggled beating the Browns? Which, which way do you think they might look at that? I, I don't think it's a struggle at all. I mean, it is the NFL, and uh, at the end of the day, you got two teams with professional players on there. Um, I thought Cleveland played a solid game, defense, offense, uh, even on special teams. But they did give up a punt for a block punt for uh, a touchdown. You take off them seven points, you may be looking at a different ball game. Um, but Pittsburgh, on the other hand, they they played their type of football and they reeled you into their type of football. And Antonio Brown made some big plays and and Ben made some big plays. Um, but Cleveland, uh, they got another test this week against Baltimore. I'm looking forward to watching that game because I think Cleveland has uh, – they got some young boys on that team that, that loves playing football. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, in, uh, I'm interested to have that conversation with you about youth because I'm one of those people that I, I believe that if a team is, whether you're rebuilding or reloading, as you, you expressed to me that you guys did there in, in Pittsburgh, uh, I think youth and the enthusiasm for the game – um, is important to me because young guys, you know, these are guys who are, who've had aspirations, had dreams of playing the game, and they, they finally get a chance. Now, they may not have the appreciation for the game like the veterans do, so you need a, you need a good mix of both. But, but that's one thing that I saw with the Browns. Is I, I thought I saw, I saw youth. Right. And, and because I saw youth, I think I saw a different kind of energy. Um, coach Jackson, I think, you know, uh, I respect him as, as a coach. I think he can get the guys motivated uh, and ready to play. So um, on the other hand, when I, when I, when I, see, when I saw Pittsburgh, uh, again, I, I, saw, I saw the Steelers play with a confidence and a calmness where it, it was, there was no panic. 
There you go. There, there was no panic at all. Uh, they got enough veterans. Uh, you, you saw Ben and, and A.B. make some plays of which uh, doesn't surprise that they made them. Doesn't surprise that he threw the ball there. Um, I think there's a couple plays that I saw where receivers and quarterbacks maybe were working together. Um, not as long as maybe Ben and A.B. has been. And, and some balls were thrown in the area where it was a 50-50 ball. And, you know, your receiver should always protect your quarterback, you know, I believe, because you want him to have confidence. Hey, throw it to me, because if I don't catch it, I'm not going to let him catch it. But when you when the quarterbacks start throwing those, you know, just throwing them up to you, let you make a play, and, and, and you get it, you let them intercept it, I don't think the ball is going to keep coming your way. And uh, you could tell that Ben and A.B. had it because that was a great play towards the end of the game. Yeah. And he threw it up there. And uh, and that play pretty much sealed the game. Oh, yeah, it did. It you did. Know, it pretty much sealed the game. Um, I, th- I thought Cleveland played really well. I thought the youth showed up um, with their energy. And I also saw the, the youth show up with some mistakes, you know, but – for the most part, I mean, that, I think Cleveland is the youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, they are. Right yep. yep. So I mean, quarterback look good too. The quarterback, the young quarterback look good, and and it's, and, it's, and it goes back to Ray what you said earlier in, in the conversation. Um, it's the beginning of the season, and and I always say this to you in the NFL: after you get three, four games. It, 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 it ain't no more tricks. It's just a matter of, hey, we're going to do this, and we're going to make him do this, and, and we're going to make him beat us, and we're going to make him be a better player. And and I think that's where, you know, people are – with New England, for example, I'm sure people are, oh, you know, they're not going to do this now. You know, they doubting them. That's a very smart team, very smart coach team, very smart coach, and, hell, they got a great – quarterback I mean one of the all-time best so yeah and and, and, uh you know it's interesting you say that because as I said earlier in the show there's some people who picked New England to go 16 and 0 and what they did is they went down the schedule each week and you know and we all did it you know as players I'm sure you did a fish I've Mm -hmm. done it before you go down the schedule you see you playing you know you you kind of make a little little note you know you automatically assume based upon knowing your team Okay, we can count this as a win. You know, and very few times do you want to count any of them as a loss. I don't think you're going to sit there and say, okay, well, you, you might say we're going to struggle with these right. boys. But you ain't going to really sit there and, and go through a 16-game schedule and come out 8-8. Eight eight. Right, you know, right, <laughs> right, right. You're definitely going to see the ones that's pluses, and you're going to see the ones where I'm at the gear up that's and, exactly and right. make it happen. That's right. And I think I think uh, the Patriots going in. Now, one thing I will say, you know, um, when I make my evaluation and assessment of, of the Patriots, you know, I, I, I got to go back. And I got to go back to the last time that I saw the Patriots. And the last time that I saw the Patriots, of course, was the Super Bowl Smart. where everybody else Correct. saw them. Patriots defense has given up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. The last two games, man, that's a lot of points. And then and Kansas City, you know, exposed them too. Now, I'm going to ask you because you've been there before. You've you got two Super Bowl rings, I know. Okay, so I'm curious to... You know, how difficult is it? And, you know, everybody talks about, okay, as soon as it's over with, man, we on to the, you know, on to the next one. You know, we're getting ready, you know. But, but there is a lag and there is required time for the team to take out to acknowledge that championship run that they just went, you know, just completed. So is it fair to think that, you know, that championship run that the Patriots just had 
extended such that it, it there was some carryover and perhaps maybe I don't know the, the preparation for the, for the first one against Kansas City, you know, maybe it was a little you know hangover from from the championship. Mm. Is, is is that is that possible? Because only because you've been there and you know how long. Okay, you 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 guys. Whereas everybody else, remember now, if you don't make the playoff, your season is over in December. December right. So if you're gonna take your little month off for Christmas and New Year's and all that, you you need to be back in you know in the gym in January. Right. You you're, you're right. in the weight room in January, working out, playing, some, doing something. Okay. Now, if you win the Super Bowl, that's Super Bowl February. Right. Okay. So if you take a month off, that's March. You know, if you take more than a month off, then you know, and and then the draft, and you know, you got OTAs and all that kind of stuff coming up, man. So. You know, and there's required appearances and stuff like that. When you get them rings, you got to go someplace, you got to do that. You know, so it, it, it could be, you know. And again, when you time, what time? Got five now? Yeah. When you got five, you know, sometimes after a while, it gets to a point where you feel like you've mastered this. You know how to get it done. I don't think Tom has taken off anything. But, but I, I just think that it might be somebody on that team, you know, who perhaps maybe for some reason or another – you know, they just weren't ready, man. And Kansas City, Kansas City got some weapons. Yeah. I, I just think, I think this, right, when we look back, I believe New England been to seven Super Bowls. They've lost, Tom has lost two. 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 He's lost so two. he's been to seven Super Bowls in 17 seasons. Almost like. Because you think about every, every other year. He's talking about two thousand. Because he, they, well, starting from two thousand and one. So you really sixteen season. Okay. When you really do the math, and I'm, and it's been a lot of players on that team who has two or three Multiple rings. rings. Right. They done played a lot of football. Right. And I and I, and I think we talked about this years ago when I was with Pittsburgh and how we was on that run, and I was just saying, you can see guys getting old. Because you're playing four extra games every year for five five years, that's twenty extra games. Yeah, and football games are not like it, basketball exactly, and baseball games. Exactly, yeah. and and then, and then once you get into the playoffs, the intensity level goes to another level, and getting your body right in seven days or six mm -hmm. days to play to win, um, it takes two, three, four months to recover from those seasons over the years. And I'm not making excuses for New England. I think Kansas City just came out and had a better game plan. Um, I think Kansas City knew what the weaknesses were. And it's hard in that first game because you know how it is in preseason. Your starters really don't play. Well, that's another thing. So yeah, you don't know. That's right. That's you know, another thing for, for New England to, to, to think about it, for the fans out there to think about a lot of times, you know, the veteran players don't play a lot in preseason. Yeah. So when you when you come out, they they rhythm of practice is d different than it is for game. And and you think about Kansas City, what they did. I mean, like really, truly think about that. When you watch the game, that game plan, it wasn't what you saw in the preseason. No. It wasn't. It. I mean, a lot of it isn't what you saw last year. Well, Andy Reid also likes, you know, Andy Reid lost his only Super Bowl to New England, too. So he, he he's always I mean, you know, for that. Yeah. I mean, so I just think his plan, I think his plan caught New England off guard defensively and then on offen, off, uh, offensively. To be honest with you, them DNs from Kansas City just won the battle, mm -hmm. bottom line. Yeah. I mean, they was coming off the ball and, and couldn't get blocked. 
Yeah. You know, and you and we all know when Brady don't have the time, then you know it, it, that pressure on him. So I think I think that had a lot to do with it. I think um, being fresh because it's the first game and your body's not 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 beat up yet. I mean. Because Kansas City looked very fast. <laughs> yeah, they did. They looked they did. very fast. Yeah, they looked yeah. very fast. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that uh, that I that I will say about uh, Andy Reid is is he can appreciate that. I, I've always thought, you know, one of the best moves that he made was when he got Deshaun Jackson. You mm-hmm. know, because that that's somebody that could take the top off. You know, and and I think Deshaun kind of showed football something a little bit different too. That's one thing I like about AB over there with the Steelers is. You know, whenever Big Ben want to go, you know, want a home run, he got somebody. He's going to make it. Oh, yeah. He's going to make it happen. He's going to make it I mean, just like the kid at Kansas City. I don't think New England doesn't have. I I haven't seen since Randy left. I haven't seen New England. And, and, you know, they're a plug-and-play type type team. They can plug guys in. When you got number 12 back there, number 12 is going to make anybody look good. I mean. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, here in Arizona, where we are, for those of you who don't know where we are uh, here in Arizona, Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll talk about the Arizona when we come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rebel Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a man. I've got my man, Kelvin Fisher, in here with me. Fisher and I are talking about uh, a few things that uh, I'm, I'm always interested to get his perspective on. And and I started, we, we were talking a little bit about, uh, about the Patriots. And, um, you know, it's interesting that the Patriots were able to play Last year, I think it's the first four or five games without without Tom Brady, and, and we see what happened with them. We have a situation here in Arizona right now, where uh, our running back Johnson uh, may be done for a few months. It's going to be several games, 
and I think it, you know, it, it's to the point where it's almost like they packing the bags in, man, like it's done. <laughs> like there's no hope. You know, how can you have a team like New England who uh, this is the third separate year where they've had a, a, a major impact player. On, on player on, on the offense that's missing. Gronk was out. Mm. Tom was out. Now, uh, now the receiver's out. So I believe in what I call, you know, position production. No question. That I, I think that each position on the field requires production. And when you take that out, you know, then the person that you put in there, you want them to be able to give you at least a percentage of that production that you would miss. Maybe not 100%. That's why he's not starting. You know, and, and sure enough, last year at the quarterback position, New England was able to accomplish that. Um, when Gronk was out of the tight end, the tight end, they did okay with the tight end that, that they put in there. Uh, now here in Arizona, uh, there, there may be a, a problem. I think um, when you look at the Giants, you know, Odell Beckham was able to prove some of his value. That wasn't purposely, you know, obviously he was hurt. But, but obviously we saw what the uh, position production was lacking with the Giants when Odell wasn't in. I, I think that was probably more prevalent for us to see that than what, we're, what we've seen so far in Arizona, which this, this will be the first game. But um, how do you feel about that, Fish? Uh, in terms of a player coming out, should, should one player have that much of an impact? It's almost like in basketball it'd be, it'd be something different. There's only five guys on the court, and one man can rule the court, you know. You can double team him, but he can still get, you know, a lot of points. In, in the preparation, the way you approach it mentally, and, and, and again, your, your level of experience and expertise, uh, should one position have that much impact, or should one player have that much impact on the outcome of a game or a team's performance? You don't want to build your team that way, but I think it happens. I mean, you think about David Johnson, um, his amount of carries, how productive he is carrying the ball, how productive he is catching the ball. Mm -hmm. That's a dual threat, you know, that he's going to be productive catching and, and carrying. Some running backs are good receivers. Some running backs are just good running backs, mm -hmm. you know, good runners. And I think when you take him out of the equation – now you get out of the eight in the box. Mm -hmm. Now you can drop five in the coverage, six in the coverage. Now you only have to rush four and drop seven in the coverage because you're not worried about that elite running back that's in the backfield. You're not worried about that back. Okay, we'll give him his 10 yards and make the tackle. Where's David Johnson? You can take it to the house. Exactly. I mean, it's the same thing like you said. When they lost, like when New England lost Gronk, what they did was – they took that tight end position and made it and made that guy more of a slot. Well, Gronk plays a lot of the slot. Gronk mm -hmm. plays outside. So what they did was they said, okay, we're going to have our receiver replace that, which mm -hmm. can give him the same numbers. Right. Odell Beckham is out of the game. That's your number one receiver. Right. It's a reason why other guys are number two and three because the number one is going to take two guys in coverage, which means two, three, and four can find ways to get open. And I just think with, with David, they're going to have to have three or four running backs, or not four, but at least three running backs or at least two give them the same production that Johnson gave them 
but they're going to have to do it together. So, 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 the, so you you think there's going to be a couple guys that are going to have to they have to use to replace what they were able to get from David by himself. Yes. Okay. And 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 with that being the case, I, I, I as I was watching the game last night, I remember the commentators continued to say that each time that that all day came into the game, they knew they were giving him the ball. So I don't think you, you, you know, that you want to put yourself in a position that when somebody comes into the game that we know, you know, that person's going to get the ball. Right. And in Adrian's case, he, he don't he don't catch the ball out the backfield. He runs it, so they know right. it's going to be a running play. Right, exactly. So, so you, you would prefer to have somebody who's a dual threat. So you're going to have – what I thought New England messed up with, because those are three good running backs, Ingram, Kamara, and uh, AD, a, AP. Those are three good running backs. Mm-hmm. What I felt they did wrong was they tried to fool everyone by saying, we're not going to just throw the ball when Kamara's in the game. We're mm-hmm. not going to just run the ball when AP is in the game. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's what they did. Right. That's exactly that, right. Like what you're saying, like when they first came out, those first drives, AP mm-hmm. got like two or three carries, mm-hmm. had some good runs. Mm-hmm. Then they put Kamara in. Kamara was running inside. Mm-hmm. You know, just stick to your guns and just say, okay, look, when AP comes in, you got to stop him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now put AP in and put Kamara in. Now you don't know if we're going to run it or pass yeah, it. Yeah, put them both in. Or, yeah, or Ingram and AP. or, or you know. So I just think, I think, I think BA is going to be creative over there with the Cardinals, and I think he's going to probably use three running backs. He's going to get the production out of all three of them, and you're not going to know who's going to run and who's going to pass, who's going to be in the pass game. And I think you have to do that when you're in that type of situation. And in the Giants' case with, with, with Odell Beckham, the fact that he's hurt and uh, and they've had some time to uh, prepare, I, I just thought, um, you know, going in that they would have it would have been a little bit different because they, they were – they they thought they were gonna have this three headed monster coming in, um, in terms of the three wide receivers, you know. But uh, but it seemed like if the ball was gonna go to anybody in their passing game, their passing it seems like their passing game is Odell Beckham. Well, After that, they well, don't have. I, I just think. Uh, see, I, I think uh, 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 eighty sharp Mar- sharp uh, is it sharp sharp is uh, you know Sterling is a good slot. He's a good receiver. They brought in Ingram. He's a good receiver. I don't think they maximized the ability of their players for that game. Oh, they didn't because they didn't throw the ball to Brandon away until exactly. like late third and, or fourth quarter. And then I think Ingram might have had three catches or something like that. And um, and and then Sterling uh, Shepard, Sterling Shepard was uh, you know he 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 was kind of like the go-to guy, but I just don't think they maximized. The ability of all those guys because I think they could have been way more productive because all three of those receivers that I just mentioned yes. are good Receiver. football players. And you didn't even mention Brandon Marshall and at I, all. And and because Marshall didn't catch a didn't didn't get a catch until the end of the game. So that's exactly right. So that so that, that game plan obviously you know you would think if you had somebody like Brandon Marshall on the field you would at least he would get a pass on his direction. Exactly. It, it, I think they were about to break a record. Like it was close to the fourth quarter. And he was going to be a record that he hadn't caught a pass. Well, that was the first, it was the first opening game that he's never had a pass, that, yeah, that, a, a that was, catch. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that about that uh, the Cowboys game and, and watching uh, the Cowboys play. Now there's somebody again uh, going in. The Cowboys they they must have did a hell of a coaching job in preparation because uh, they weren't sure if Zeke was going to be able to play or not. But once he he was able to play. 
that that production that they normally get from that position, um, I, I guess they had planned on getting it anyway because I'm, I'm sure you ain't changing the game plan as you run out on the field. You know, I don't know if the plays was if their plays were scripted or whatever, but they they was feeding Zeke from the very beginning. So you know, I, I think they had a, a balanced game plan where you know they were going to pass the ball. You know, they were going to run the ball. They had success doing both of them. Uh, I thought they I thought they looked very good um, going into the game, and and obviously uh, perhaps we. Bought bought to to the game a little bit more than the Giants expected because um, it, it, the outcome was something that I'm, I'm not sure everybody expected. That it was in Dallas, you know. So uh, maybe you get a couple points there, but uh, I, I think a lot of people thought the Giants was going to win that. They beat them the last two times, uh, but again, Odell Beckham wasn't there. So I, I you know, that, that's a lot. That's it's kind of hard for me to pick, <coughs> to pick the Giants without you know your number one threat. See, I, I mean, I just I feel like I feel like Dallas was more prepared as a team overall. I'm talking coaching, players, and everything. Whereas their game, they they had a game plan and they ran with their game plan. I mean, their game plan was to give Zeke the ball, mm-hmm. and they did it. Um, Dak Dak did a great job of getting them out of some plays and getting them into run plays and getting them out of some uh, pass plays into I mean uh, some run plays into pass plays, um, but I I felt like Dallas game plan was just solid was really solid for that for that game and I and I just think the Giants I don't necessarily know if they had Odell if they would win that game or not I I mean you know you may you may say okay Odell to have six, seven more catches, but I don't necessarily know. The way Dallas defense got after the quarterback, he may not have been able to get the ball to Odell, you know. Yeah, uh, and I, and I, I, I agree with you. I, I think he could have he could have had an impact on the game. I just don't think, you know, he's one of them dominant players out there. Uh, you know, he's an all-pro receiver. He's proven he's an all-pro. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, I, I just think there was some production, again, that he would have contributed that was lacking. Nobody picked it up. Uh, they didn't find a way to replace it at all, and and I think that I, I think that's just that, that was just sad because that that should have been a better game. I don't think Eli played his best game too. You know, we talked about players getting older. Um, uh, Eli looked like the, an older Eli to me, you know, than than the, the younger Eli. Uh, he, he's been around for quite some time now, and uh, you know, I, I don't think it's time for him to make a quarterback change. You know, he still he he can still zing that ball. But um, I, I just the thing with the thing with the Giants' offense to me is, and it was a question that night, and they kept talking about it. Uh, the left tackle, right tackle, they gave up three sacks. They gave up uh, a couple pressures. I mean, with that being said, I don't know if he would have still had time to get Odell the ball. Yeah, uh, you know, you know he, he, Eli can move around a little bit in the pocket. He, he can move better than Tom Brady, but not much better than Tom Brady. Eli improvised a little bit, but yeah. uh, you're, you're right. I mean, that that uh, the, the Giants got a problem with that offensive line that they need they need to fix. And uh, uh, there's somebody else who had a little problem with the offensive line too. The Seattle Seahawks had a little time, <laughs> um, had quite a bit of trouble with the offensive line. And uh, we're gonna talk about that a little bit after this break. We're gonna take another break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And Feeney's Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back.
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America's Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a man. I've got my man Kelvin Fisher in with me. My inside to the NFL whenever I need something, I know who to call. Fish, appreciate you being here, man. Off the air, we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, a couple guys and, you know, and, and how they can handle their business, um, you know, when they are, 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 are challenged, uh, you know, mentally or physically. Can they be distracted? Are, are they complete team players? Um, and and I'm actually gonna switch something up on you, fish. I'm gonna go completely off the 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 path we were on, and I'm gonna switch to another sport because I've been wanting to talk to you about this because you you you're the person I turn to when we talk about you know player evaluation, you know, and 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 preparing to to make a decision on a, on a player and and how that player is gonna fit with the team. Uh, and I want to go to a different sport, you know, and I want I want to hear what your perspective is on the Kyrie Cleveland Cavalier trade because you know I'm like this man if, if, if you really if you really want to win and 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 you on a team that's got the best player in the NBA and and you think that you up in that conversation is one of the best too uh, and it only takes five of you on the court at a time and you got two-thirds with you and your two-fifths with you and this man and you want to go someplace else where they don't have you, nor do they have him? Um, you know, is, 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 that a, is that a me guy or is that a team guy? Oh, that's a, that's, that's a, I love Kyrie. I, mean, I, I do too. I, I'm a big I, Kyrie if I, if fan. I, if, I, if I got a team, I want Kyrie on my team. I'm telling you that right now. Let me, let me, I'm glad you said that. So let me start off by saying I love Kyrie. There, there ain't, 
you know, I'm trying to think if I close my eyes and you gave me a list, you know, who I'm who am I going to pick before I pick Kyrie at the point? I, I don't I really don't know. Now I I tell you there's one other man that I might take. <laughs> one other man I might take. And and I, I, I shut the door. If I got Westbrook, I'm done. You know, cause, cause, you know, you talking about a serious dog. That 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 man, that's a pit bull right there. Right. You know. Right. So, um, but he hasn't won yet. You know, and but Kyrie has won. So he knows how to win. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to be up against the second best team in the NBA when you're the best team. But you stepped out of being part of the best team, part of the second best team. Playing against the second best team when you the first best team, and now you go into another team that may not even be in the. T- they certainly ain't in the you know top four, a top five. You know, so talk to me about that fish. When you make an evaluation of a person, how does a person go? You know, that's a one eighty to me, man. He did a one eighty on them, and he gone the other way. I mean, I, I just think now, uh, I think the the big picture is he's young, got a ring. Got a ring now. What he's been? This is his, going into his fifth year, fourth year, fifth year. Got think, a ring. I think it's his fifth. Yeah. Okay, going into his fifth year. Got a ring in his third year. Been to the finals. Been his, to the finals three three times out of four years. Correct. Well, I, I don't know because it was a couple. Of years. Well, he got hurt the year they the, the one mm-hmm. year they lost. He got he was hurt. He didn't play the uh, the year before they before they beat. Then Kyrie, we may we may be we may be he may be according to us he may be younger than what we what he really is because didn't he play a couple years without LeBron there in Cleveland? Yeah, he played two. Okay, so he played the, was it two or one? Because he only, he only played one year in college. Yeah, right. So you know he played. Uh, LeBron was there with him for one year, and then LeBron left, and LeBron won. LeBron went to three championships down there in in, uh, in Miami, right? Because he lost the first one, then they won back to back. Right. Okay, so he played three years without LeBron. No, it was two. It had to be two. Because the be one two. year he wasn't there in, in Cleveland, Kyrie wasn't there, and they drafted him. So, wait, LeBron wasn't, when LeBron left, Kyrie wasn't there? No, he wasn't there yet. He okay. got drafted. Okay, got that's drafted. my bad. That's my bad. He wouldn't okay. have, you know what I'm saying? That's he wouldn't have left, and, you know. But so he, but but my point is that Kyrie had a chance to see how this team functioned without LeBron. Then he saw how the team functioned with, with LeBron. LeBron, and then he realized it's not my team. I got a ring. I'm gonna go somewhere else so I can have my team. Okay, so his team is more important to him in your mind than his than the ring. No, and no, when no. it's all said and done, it's all about the rings. I think him. Yeah, I think I think what's more important to him is is. He, He's, he being the, he, he's the man. He's the man on the team because he has a ring. Right. Now, there's no way. I don't, I don't, I don't think. No, there's no way if they lost to Golden State two years ago, then lost to Golden State this year, that Kyrie's bouncing. I mean, because you don't have a ring, but you got to taste three years in a row. You got to taste. Because they went to the championship three years in a row. They won one and lost two. So, 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 see, okay, so he's doing just the reverse of LeBron. LeBron left Cleveland to go get a ring, found out what it was like to get one, then came back, back. and, and going to get one for his team. And, he, and, and Kyrie's doing the opposite. Kyrie got the ring. Now he's going to go someplace to see if he could be the one to, who gets that team to the championship to and, win it. And he ain't the one because he was in Cleveland. He had a team when LeBron wasn't there and he couldn't get, he's already, he already know what that experience is like. Exactly. When you I, wanted to be the man, you were the man before LeBron came. Right. 
you had a chance to do that before LeBron came. That was your team, and you had a chance to do it, and, and you didn't get it done. And you want to revert back to that. And, uh, and I just say that because, you know, the, the, there's a couple very prominent receivers out there that uh, is what they do on the court, I mean, on the field, and what they do off the field. This, this is my opinion. And their personalities bring them a lot of attention. And both of them are ABs, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. You know, uh, well, I'm sorry, Odell's not an AB. But, 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 but Odell seems to bring a lot of attention, um, you know, for what he does on the field. And, and, of course, he gets a lot of attention off the field, got a lot of promotional things going on, things of that nature. Uh, but I look at Antonio as being more of the, a team guy than I do for o Odell. And, and I don't know if that is um, – well, obviously, even on the sidelines, when I, when I was watching the game, it, it seemed like the camera was always on him. It was about him, particularly when something didn't go right, you know, for the Giants, you know. But I just, I just like the – it seems like Antonio brings a different kind of energy to his team. And, and, and people like him. Everybody likes him. He got you know – I ain't into the dude, you know, I ain't got no man crush on my homeboy, but he always smiling and laughing and making it fun for everybody, you know? And it seemed like everybody gravitated. He ain't getting in fights with nobody, you know, when uh, when homeboy from out here, ASU, you know, caught him, you know, the wrong way. He, he, he was out, you know? But um, I'm just curious, you know, in your evaluation or assessment of those players, uh, do you see do, do you see any of that in those difference in the, in the way the two of them approach their game? Um... You know, is does it affect their team in such a way that there is a distraction, or does it energize their team? I, I mean, <clears throat> I think with AB, AB wants to be the best. He wants to be the greatest all the time. Mm. I think Odell wants to be the greatest, wants to be the best sometimes. Um, and, and what I mean by that is AB is going to go four quarters where, you know, A, I want the ball – um, we got to win, but also on the flip side of it, he'll come in a, you know, you think about what Pittsburgh have, then a Le'Veon Bell, A.B., he'll come in the, lock, in the locker room and say, hey, if, or in the huddle and say, hey, if Bell need the ball for us to win, give the ball to Bell. Mm. You know, and I think where Odell is going to come in, a lock, in, the, in, the, in the huddle and say, give me the ball, yeah. even though, you know, he may not be covered, you know, um, or, or if he's covered. He open you know? every play. Um, and, but I don't think he attacks the game that way. Mm -hmm. I don't think he attacks the game that way. Yeah. I mean, no, and don't get it wrong. I'm not saying that Odell is not good. Yes, I got you. He yeah. makes great catches, but I don't think he attacks the game the same way A.B. A -B attacks the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think A.B., and again, it's just something about his spirit that makes him more of a, 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 a me guy and not a we guy. I mean, uh, 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 makes him a we guy and not a me guy. I think Odell is more of the me guy. But um, I, I will, I'll say this, Ray. Over the years that that AB been playing, and over the years that Odell's been, I think Odell's going into his fifth year. Fifth year. What I see, the one biggest difference I see is every week AB shows up. Every week Odell shows up. But if Odell doesn't have the catches, you hear it, you see it on the sideline, you hear it in the media. And it's not that he's pointing a finger at that quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he's doing all these little tactics 
for himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas if AB don't have those numbers, you don't even hear about it. No, no. And, and if you do hear about it, the, the, is the commentary where they're realizing that, hey, um, Antonio don't have a big catch yet, don't have right. a big play yet. And, and, I, and I can guarantee you if you pull up a stat, Antonio can go a game with 10 catches and they win. Odell can go to the, go into a game after the end of the game, have 10 catches and they still lose. Yeah, uh, well, and here's why I believe this. I, I believe they both got great speed, but I think I think Antonio got a different gear. Right. He he got a different gear, and he he's got a different kind of energy. Whereas it seems like every time he gets the ball, he's he's trying to get into the end zone. Right. Every single time, every single time, he's trying to get into, and he's going 200 miles an hour, and he's trying his best to get into the end zone every time. I, you, just, I just don't see that kind of effort out of. Odell, if Odell's in the end zone or wherever, wherever he's at, he's trying to make a, he might be trying to make a great catch. But then when you talk about, you know, you know, after that catch, what's going to happen, the more elusive, you know, and the man who could probably make it happen for you um, is, is definitely an Antonio. Uh, I tell you what, talking about a man who can make it happen, um, Sam Bradford certainly made it uh, happen last night. Uh, I almost forgot that Sam was a number one overall pick. Um and and he's probably because he's been around the league too much to be an overall number one pick, <laughs> but certainly last night he um, he he looked like um, he was deserving to be where he was. The stage wasn't too big for him. As a matter of fact, the stage wasn't even his. The stage was it was Adrian Peterson's, and and he ended up playing a a pretty good game. But um, there's some other quarterbacks who played well this week too. Was there any quarterback in particular that stood out to you, Fish? Whether whether it was a good performance or a bad performance? I mean, I thought Cam. I mean, I thought Cam played a solid game coming back. You know, just with the shoulder. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. He's back with his shoulder, and 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 yet and still. And luck is still out. Now I think it was two different kind of types operations. of injuries. Okay. All right. Now I want to go back on that Sam Bradford deal. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, I thought, played a really, really good game last night. And what I see with Sam is I think they got all the pieces in place for him. I mean, like, when they talked about that's a a, a brand-new offensive line, mm-hmm. last year Sam was under pressure all the time. So he can never, whenever you're under pressure, you know, you just don't ever get into a rhythm. Yeah, yeah I saw him in a, in a game one time where I thought he actually looked scared. He, I mean. He's in Philly. I mean, and so, like, I think, I think that, uh, I think Sam was actually back to the guy that everyone knew he was coming out of college because he had the protection. But not only that, and, I'm, and he had a running back. Now, think about this now. A.B. got hurt last year yes. when Sam was called to duty. Right. He right. had a running back. He had those, he, those, those, those two or three receivers play well for him. And I think he was comfortable. And, he, and so he played the game that everyone has been expecting him to play. Yeah. We got to take a break. Last final break. Yeah, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, leaving like it matters. We're going to take this break and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. American Network, I'm in Phoenix, living like a matter Got my man Fish in the studio with me, and uh, let's, get, let's get back to those quarterbacks. Fish, we're talking a little bit about Sam Bradford. You want to go back and uh, make a couple comments about Sam? Well, I, I just want to say, you know, I feel like Sam, you know, he's finally got everything in place for him. You know, he got good running back, good receivers, good offensive line, and everything is in place for young, him. Young, young, young man, young, too. young guys. I mean, Delvin <laughs> Cook, Delvin Cook, man, he he actually broke um, APs. Record yeah, last right. night for the most yards by a rookie That's in the right. first in the opening game. Right, I think he had what 127, and yeah. the record was 107. 107, yep. Um, yeah. So, so, but back to Sam. I just think Sam. I think Sam is going to be all right if every if they you know you know how it is, Ray. You played and they, if everyone stays healthy, he can be okay. And 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 I. You know, my thing is particularly everyone in front of him stays healthy. In front of him, like you no, know, his receivers that he has chemistry with, yeah. the running back. You know, even McKinney, uh, the third down back they bring in, yes. in in the game. I mean, and we know how hard that is in the league to stay healthy for sixteen games or, right. or twenty games or eighteen or nineteen or whatever it is to take you to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I um, think it's one of those things that uh, go underappreciated uh, when people take a look at teams. And the success they're having is they forget uh, the blessing or the luck, the uh, the blessing that comes along with having a healthy team. Right, and 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 with That's all so that, important. And with all that being said, back to, to to Sam, I just feel that he got drafted number one, and I believe it was by the St. Louis Rams, which I don't think he had a big supporting cast, but he came out of Oklahoma, where. He had a really good running back, they good receivers, back. and and I just think when you go to the league, you got to kind of have that same that same chemistry with your team, you know, because you're playing at a high level, and and everyone is a lot better than than they are in college. In college, you got eleven guys on the field, maybe six of them are going to the NFL, you know. Whereas when when you get to the league and everybody's and, in, the in the league, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so so he has you know he has that supporting cast finally, and nothing against St. Louis or Philly or you know wherever he's been at out you know in the process of him getting to Minnesota, um, but they looked pretty solid last night. That line 
protected him and, and, and he got the ball off. He he finally shown where why he was a number one well, the the number one pick when he came out. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I think uh, you know, he he's found some comfort there and uh and I think Minnesota's a different place to play football than you know, when you're in Philadelphia, some of the bigger markets, you know, uh, the spotlight's not shining as bright on you. And, you know, although everybody loves their football in Minnesota, you know, I think it's a little different uh, when he was in Philadelphia and in the NFC East. Uh, speaking of that, let, let's just take a look at, uh, you know, the NFC in particular, because there was a, a game on that I thought probably was a game of the week. Uh, I'm not sure it ended up the way everybody thought it was going to end up. Um, uh, let, let's say the, as the game played out, uh, we thought we might see something a little bit more from the Seahawks than we got when they played the Green Bay Packers. Now, uh, I, I will tell you, I was a little disappointed in the Green Bay Packers, particularly the first half. I didn't think Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Packers performed very well in the, in the first half of the game. And I actually thought the Seahawks would win the game. And um, it turned out that uh, Aaron came around and... Um, you know, they were able to pull it off. You know, I, I do believe that uh, one of those two, and I'll throw perhaps maybe, uh, I don't want to be a homer, but, but the Eagles or the Cowboys might also give them a run to come at the end of the year to come out of the NFC. But uh, what would you think about Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Packers going up against the Seahawks? What would you think about that one? I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't think his numbers show, you know, 28 for 40 out of 42 um, 28 completions out of 42 attempts but mm -hmm. um, you know Aaron is that guy as the year goes on just like he proved it last year and everyone was counting them out and I think they went on a what a three game lose three game losing streak or whatever it was you know Aaron Williams is gonna gonna sh I mean uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna show up um, yeah, I actually got I, I actually got Aaron as as the person that I'm expecting to show up. You know, like they talk about um, the coach down there in Cincinnati being on the hot seat. I I got Aaron Rodgers on the hot seat because Aaron Rodgers is in the conversation of being possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks ever because they he's the one they're comparing to Tom Brady. Brady right. Tom Brady is the goat. You know, he got the five rings to prove it. But but Aaron Rodgers for him to have the talent that he has. And he's had some weapons around him. Aaron Rodgers should have won more than what one Super Bowl. One, he won one. Right, and so I, so I, I got, I got, I got Aaron on the hot seat right now. You know, anything less than Super Bowl for me, for him, is disappointing, and he should feel that way. And and he started off the beginning of the game. He came around at the end. He didn't want anybody to panic. He came around at the end. He got it. They got it done. But uh, I, I think their 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 defense had just as much to do with. I think you and I were talking about the young young brother Daniels you know, was doing some outstanding work against uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Um, so I, I don't know if it was so much that that Green Bay looked so good and, and Aaron did such a great job as it was that the Seahawks just didn't play up to expectations. Um, but, you know, you, you got to take a win any way you can get it. And, and, and the Packers came out with it. And overall, that'll, that'll make a difference in, you know, when things go get closer to the end of the season, particularly being in, in, in the conference there. So, um, but, but do you think if, if they were to meet up again, uh, you think we'll see a different Seahawks? Does the Seahawks look like they're okay to you? I, I mean, I, I think you're going to see a different Seahawks. I think, um, I think it's a lot of things with, with, with Seattle. I think the running game has got to get – they got to find a way either to get Lacey going or get, get someone going within the running game. 
And and I think the running game is what Russell feeds off of. You know, the play action boot, the you know, all those things where you're freezing those linebackers and Russell can hit them them drag routes and dig routes and things like that. So I just think it's early in the year. I'm never going to – like Seattle, I think they're solid. So I'm never going to question them until week 14, 15, 13 or somewhere in there. And then, then, I, then I would worry. But – and the same thing with Green Bay because we all seen what Aaron did last year. Right. Um, and 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 I think Aaron Aaron is the, the the focal point of that team. On if he runs, that team is going to run. You know, I mean the defense played lights out. I thought they played a really really solid game. Um, but I think I think Seattle, once they get everything established within that offense, they'll be back to we've been seeing in the past years. Yeah, and I, I think Seattle, I mean, after all, they're, they're in the West out here, and I, I, I don't think there's any real competition for them. So I think they'll be okay with that. Uh, but, you know, who their real competition is going to come from uh, to make it out of there, you know, to make it to the big dance, is going to be Green Bay, definitely. Uh, though certainly Green Bay will be in the hunt. And I, I agree they're going to have to play better if they face Green Bay again. And and hope to come out of that, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that one. Uh, there's a couple other people who played uh, decent games, and some other people who did not. <laughs> and and of course, uh, out here we got to talk about Carson. We we can't let Carson off the hook. Got to have a, a a couple words about Carson and Arizona Cardinals. Uh, uh, Carson and Larry both aging. Uh, and in football, as we already talked about earlier, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of games or seasons. Uh, to expedite the age, and and they, you know, they look like they were older guys playing. Um, Cardinals got to do something to um, to improve their their record. Uh, is it is it offense? Is it defense? Is it special teams? Is it coaching? Is it is it all the above? Fish. Well, I mean, I think I think with the offense, when uh, when David Johnson went down, it it just deflated the offense, and it it took a lot away. Like like I said earlier. If you're the number one receiver and you're not playing and you're number two and three can't step up, you're going to have problems. David Johnson, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Before he got hurt, he had 11 carries and uh, six catches, and I think that probably was probably about 60 70% 60, of the offense. And, and he, he is that. You know? we, we talked about it earlier. So, yeah. so, I mean, I just feel like they were winning that game when David Johnson was playing they lost the game when he got hurt, you know. And I just think that helps. Everything helps these quarterbacks. Um, and we just talked about it with Sam Bradford. You know, your supporting cast is what makes you. And if you don't have a great supporting cast, it's not going to make you. I mean, I think I mean, Palmer threw a pick. Really, the dude, or Ellington, I believe, the tipped the ball. Yeah. And it went up. So, I mean, that was one of his three picks. And that was late in the that was late in the game. I think that was in the fourth quarter. You know, I don't blame when mm-hmm. those things happen. I, a lot of times, I don't blame quarterbacks. What I what I I blame is I, I blame you know, again everybody on the offense. Now you got to turn to be, you got to you got to turn to defense. And so um, speaking of turn to defense, I got to be on the defense of this uh, of this clock because I'm not paying attention to it. It's been wound down, which means uh, our time has run out. So I want to thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I want to thank my guest, Kelvin Fisher, for coming in, my inside man to the NFL and everything that's going on in sports. See you next time. 
you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.